Let us pray together. Gracious God, each of us comes here this morning carrying some burden, bringing you some need. And we pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would minister to each of us in our place of need as we explore your word together. We pray this in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. What is it like to be standing in the crowd today along the Jordan River when Jesus is baptized? You know, I imagine one of those crystal clear days where the dome of the sky above is as beautiful and perfectly blue as a robin's egg. And I imagine beams of sunlight coming down from above, bouncing off of the river's surfaces, dancing all around us. I imagine children by our sides catching the light as it dapples on their bodies and their faces. For several days now, people have been flocking out of Jerusalem and from Judea out to hear the preaching of John the Baptist. And today there's been quite a commotion, a hubbub, as people confess their sins and cry out to God for forgiveness and then wade out into the Jordan River to be baptized by the wiry and intense John out there in the middle of the Jordan River in his dripping cloak of camel's hair. Just think about that. And then suddenly to the side there's a loud splash As a man looks around 30-something, hops off the bank into the river and slowly wades and splashes out to John. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. And then after Jesus is baptized, Luke tells us that he falls into deep prayer. And there's a hush of silence in the crowd as we all watch, just as there was a hush in a moment or or in a moment with Colby. That holy hush as we sense something bigger, holier, more awesome is happening than our minds can simply take in. It's while Jesus is praying, while he is wide open and receptive to God, that the heavens suddenly open. And the Holy Spirit descends like a dove. And a voice from heaven says, You are my son, the beloved, the beloved. In you, I am well pleased. 
And friends, what we are witnessing here today in this passage, in this story, is a scene of exquisite communion unfolding within the life of God. The Abba is blessing. The Spirit is descending. The Son is receiving. Do you see this circling communion? And the good news, dear friends, the good news is that we're not meant just to stand there on the banks as dry observers, but we, through Jesus, are invited to dive into this communion and to participate in it ourselves. As you've heard me often saying in sermons recently, Jesus comes to fully share our human lives so that we might fully share in the life of God. As Jesus will later say, as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, may my followers also be in us. Jesus invites us to hear God's voice assuring us that we are God's beloved children. That we too really belong in God's family. As God says in Isaiah 43, I love you. I am with you. I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Let's do something that we've done before, but we can't do enough. Let's stand and turn to our neighbors and say, you are God's beloved child. 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 Pastor Samantha and I were out walking recently and discussing possible verses for our new year. And all of a sudden, at the corner of, I believe it was Orange and Franklin, she turned to me and she said, 
and suggested, what about that verse in Isaiah? Where God says, I have called you by name and you are mine. And later on, after we had chosen the verse and ordered the magnets, I think they're in your box here today, I learned that this verse comes from a part of Isaiah, sometimes called the Babylonian chapters. In these chapters, God announces to the exiled people of Israel that their long exile in faraway Babylon, hundreds of miles away from home, is about to end. In Isaiah 43 today, we hear some amazing promises, words of assurance from God. You shall pass through the waters, but not be overwhelmed. This is a reference to the earlier exodus out of Egypt through the Red Sea. You shall walk through the fire and not be burned. A reference to Babylon's fiery destruction of Jerusalem. Throughout this passage though, we keep hearing this steady, steady drumbeat of God. The heartbeat of God. Do not be afraid. I am with you. I love you. I have called you by name and you are mine. But notice, notice that God does not promise to protect them or to protect us from all suffering and pain. The surging waters, the scorching fire, the fiery furnace, and the valley of the shadow of death are not ever taken away from us. But what we do here instead is the promise of God's abiding and sustaining presence. Verse 5, I will be with you. We are promised that God's saving presence will permeate our hard times through and through and through and through. In our times of loss of health or loss of loved ones, God will be with us. In our times when our congregation feels deep sadness, disappointment, anger, and pain, God's loving presence will sustain us. God promises, I will be with you. A month ago, five of us chestnutters attended a special retreat downtown at St. James Episcopal Church. We gathered with around 50 people for the 50th anniversary of Thomas Merton's death in Bangkok back in 1968. Merton, of course, 
is or was a Catholic Trappist monk and is considered by many to be one of the most influential Christian writers and mystics and peacemakers of the last century. At our retreat, we focused on a vision that Merton had one day right in the middle of Louisville, Kentucky. At the busy corner of 4th and Walnut. As he stood at that corner one day, it was in the late 1950s, he watched all of these strangers come and go, pass him by, and he was suddenly overwhelmed by the awareness that every one of them bore the precious image of God. And that because of that, all of them were shining like the sun. And standing there at the corner, he suddenly realized they all belonged to God just as much as he did. They all belonged to God just as much as he did. Do not fear, God says. I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Friends, in this new year, may we come to deeply know that these words are meant for each and every one of us and for every single person we meet in the year ahead. I invite you now to turn in your purple hymnal to number 49. Number 49, I will come to you in the silence. After a brief time of prayerful silence, we will sing this hymn together. Amen.